When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Unholy Trinity Podcast. Three blues, three opinions, one Everton podcast. Welcome to episode seven of the Unholy Trinity Podcast. And what's been an excellent week for the blues, we're going to look back at our trip to the Toilet Seat Stadium. It's Blake Coleman in and he's done so brilliantly, but I can finish and Everton fully deserved that. What a brilliant second goal for Everton. It's been coming. We're going to be discussing the Player of the Season awards and the impact of Marcel Brands. You've obviously tasted great success here at PSV, but it takes time to build that success, doesn't it? Yes, of course. Um, the fans, they want the results the first game in the Premier League and we understand that and so that's one part of the job but from the other part I think it takes some time to get the structure uh, as you want it uh, with good people, with good people on the good places uh, so that takes a little bit longer. And we're going to look ahead to Sunday's match against Arsenal. Barry! So terrific week lads, great game last week against West Ham, arguably our best performance of the season. Pete, what are your thoughts? Well I said we were going to win 4-0. Or 5. Yeah, or 5, well 4-0, four, four 5 scorers. Yeah. But it was definitely a 4-0 performance. I mean that first half alone we could have had 4 or 5 goals. That, I think that was the, the unanimous opinion of everybody that watched the game. Yeah, I totally agree. I think it was arguably like you said Mike, our best performance of the season. So far, it was what impressed me most was um, just from the first whistle, wasn't it? The energy from the first whistle. We've been calling for that at home in particular, haven't we, in a lot of games. But we were all over them from the start. They struggled to live with the pace we were playing at. Uh, and we were just carving them open. Um, I, like I said the other day, actually, I, I probably akin it to the performance. You know, when Spurs came to us at Goodison and Silva went toe-to-toe, I think Pellegrini pretty much did the same thing there uh, and went up against us. He played two up top. And pretty much just said, look, we're better than you. We're going to basically beat you. And um, we were just carving them at will. And if you were to be picky, the only thing you probably would say is that we, we didn't put them to bed at half time. by half time. It could have been four or five, couldn't it? Yeah, I mean, that game when they came to Goodison and beat us um, 3-1, just played on the yeah. counter-attack, you, you could say that they arguably gave us a lot of respect there because of the time we played them. We were playing some good football. Yeah. But yeah, they've just gone, they tried to go toe-to-toe with us and got... Uh, Battered. Yeah. I think I think the thing with West Ham is, like you said, they, they put two up top, didn't they, from the off. Now, straight away, we had a man advantage in that midfield, and that was where we overran them. We hunted in packs yeah. early on, we put them under pressure, and we, we played. I mean, look at that, look at that second goal. Yeah, you know, some, just some, some fantastic football, movement was fantastic. You know, and like, like you said, I mean, if it wasn't Fabianski, and Pete did say to me last week, and how, how hard he, he rates Fabianski. If it wasn't for him, you're talking four or five in the last time, and no one could argue 
that we deserved to so probably win the game four, five, six nil in my opinion. Yeah, I mean it, it was absolutely bang on. I, I think the mid, it's, it's one thing having an extra man in midfield, but it, it's what you do with the ball and you get it. And I think what impressed me the most is how it was our ball retention, how we picked the right path more often than not. Obviously, Garner was brilliant doing the shielding role. He played fantastic. Uh, Gomez, what can you say about the guy? I mean, he's been absolutely unbelievable uh, for a few weeks now. Um, easily potential for me, man of the match. Most touches, um, most distance covered, best beard. Best beard. Yeah. <laughs> in that order. In that order. No, I thought he. I thought he was outstanding, and I just thought a special mention a little bit as well, also to to Richarlison as well, because I thought if you're going to criticise him. Not for his goals, but his ball retention sometimes, the way he goes down so easily. You know, he can break up our attacks just by basically being lackadaisical on the ball. And um, I can tell, or you could tell, sorry, that Silver has definitely worked on him there. There's a couple of times where he just held on to it that little bit longer and waited for the right pass and, and kept it. And that just kept us in their half and kept, the, you know, kept them penned in. I think that's been a bit of a weak point, I think, with Richardson has been sometimes is, is, is passing. He, he does the the harder things quite well and the easier the simpler things he, he's not doing with Sicky well. but I think mm-hmm. the last couple of games the Chelsea game when he came on against Liverpool as well the game against West Ham he stayed on his feet a lot more which which is helpful um, and he just seems to be that bit more involved in the game unlucky not to score wasn't he at the bar with the yeah, in, in, in the second half and it probably his performance deserved the goal but I've written down I mean the Charles and Sigurdsson had another very very good game Seamus Coleman up and down Luca Dean up and down but what I noticed was Aziza Gay and Gomez were doing what Gareth Barry McCarthy used to do when Common and mm-hmm. Dean went they would drop in they would sit yeah. so they, they had the licence then the two of them to go up and down uh, each flank knowing that they were protected and that's what we haven't done over the last probably couple of seasons is, is have that protection from it and you don't get many teams that do that away from home no. do you? again that's a statement isn't it I think it is I think, I think we, we almost found a uh, uh, an identity didn't mm-hmm. we I think mm-hmm. second half mm-hmm. against Chelsea we played the second half really really well attacked, attacked the game from the first whistle against West Ham again you can see what, what, what we're trying to do and we've all mentioned about this this issue with we're giving silver time and having patience and I think to be perfectly honest we're starting to reap the rewards with, of giving Marco Silva not having a knee jerk reaction giving the man time the way we played at the weekend, I mean, I, I keep on watching the game back in highlights and I can't get enough of, of, of that second goal especially, mm. but we were so, we were such a threat and we defended very well again. Another clean sheet. Four and five games now, which is... Ab- yeah, we, ne- we, we never consider- looked like conceding, did no. we, in that game? Considering mm. we couldn't defend three kicks, what, two months ago, mm. you look at four, four clean sheets in five games is an absolutely fantastic but return. That's, that's a really good point there and, and one thing I'm, I'm glad the manager's finally getting a little bit of credit here is that a lot of managers nowadays, aren't they? Um, they're criticised for being really stubborn, you know, sticking by what they believe in, refusing to budge despite what the fans may say, what the press may say. You only have to look at Jose at United more recently, and then you've got Sari, you know, re- refusing to play Kante in his best role. Mm. And closer to home with us, we've had it with Martinez, haven't we? And people like in the past where they've just stuck by the principles, you know, win, lose or draw. And and Silva has come in for a bit of criticism. Uh, on, on the defensive front we, we conceded far too many from, from set pieces than we should be and he's clearly changed it hasn't he he's changed it he hasn't gone completely the other way he hasn't bowed to the pressure but he's tweaked it hasn't he and you can see now we just look a lot better a lot stronger at the back looks like um, he's starting to click again yeah exactly just to show that that sort of identity we saw at the start of the season wasn't it You know where you could see us wanting to win the ball in the final third 
Um, you know, in the first opening games, you could see that that that, that was clearly there. I think part of that, I think the reason why some of that's tailed off for us, I just think the congestion of the fixtures over that Christmas period, and I know we've mentioned this a few times, but I think it really, really uh, hit some of those players, particularly the likes of Gomez uh, and Bernard, who, who obviously wasn't fit, he hadn't played a game for months, had he? And now you can see that with the two international breaks we've had, he's had time to work with them, he's had time to get them, get the, you know, more energy back in the legs. Even Coleman. Coleman looks a different player since he's had that international break as well, hasn't he? Definitely, it? there was a period where we were a bit concerned for him, weren't we? Is he the same player? We, you yeah. know, we love him to bits and he, he really throws himself into every game, but he was making mistakes, he was getting caught out. I think he was knackered, I think mm. he was, his, his legs were going. You, 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 you know, when you think of Coleman, you think Buccaneering, isn't he? He was up and down there, taking people on, getting crosses in. And you know, look, look at the second goal. I mean, yeah. he, he's the main, main involvement there, isn't he? He's looking, he's looking back to there I say his best isn't he he's a threat going forward like Luka Dean's on, on the left hand side he's getting back and defending which is obviously what he, what he does really well but, but Gomez going back to Gomez he mentioned in the uh, the Echo interview came out uh, Friday today about he did struggle over the Christmas period there was so many games struggled with the pace of things and that those those two international breaks recently have really helped us as a team yeah. and those players Gomez I mean Bernard man of the match we we threw about how there was come. I mean, people said I should have put it's just a game within the vote, mm-hmm. but I, I thought Bernard was just terrific again. I just think that he's, he's just got a bit of magic, hasn't he? He's, he's fantastic. He, yeah. The only player I can I can liken him to, and people may laugh at this, but I think the way that he runs and so on, David Silva, mm-hmm. fantastic feet. Mm-hmm. He's got that little that little bit of acceleration. He's not especially quick. No. He's got that little bit that no. little yard, hasn't he? It's a little flicks, isn't it? But it's yeah. not just the flicks for the sake of doing flicks. He's got such good yeah. game awareness, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he has. Yeah. Um, he's he, starting to show his, his, his potential now. Mm. Um, I think the other thing that impressed me with him as well, and you could probably compare that to one of our favourite players of the years, is Peanut. His work rate off the ball as well, mm. Bernard. You, you, as soon as you think of him, you think of a luxury type player, don't you? Yeah. But he's not that, is he? You can see he was tracking back, he was winning he balls. Both him and Richarlison against, yeah, they against were. West Ham when we lost the ball, or when yeah. West Ham came forward, they both got behind the ball. Out of possession. The full back. Out of possession, they were yeah. very impressive. And I think that still will, will, will please him a lot there. Um, but also, what I loved as well, you mentioned Gomez there, Mike. I think there was a couple of play, bits of play, and I saw it against Chelsea as well, where good players just always have time on the ball, don't they? And it's, it's a cliche, but it's so true. And he just cruised through that game, didn't he? Every time someone pressed him, there was a bit where I think was it um, it was the lad that pressed him really tight on him uh, the lad at front the big lad at front that plays for them um, what for West Ham yeah 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 Antonio yeah Antonio he pressed him really tight on him yeah. and he just literally a little shimmy and spun him pirouettes around him he's, he's literally tight. it's the only time of the game incredible. they did press him though I could not believe how much space they gave Andre Gomez like, no but I think a lot of the time it's just known you know, yeah, yeah, where to play. be and, yeah. Ever, don't get me wrong Everton were great and Andre yeah. Gomez is brilliant but yeah. at the same time West Ham were terrible I think, I think it's important to focus on the fact though I know people have come out and said, well, look, West Ham were awful, but I think I'd like to say more. We were actually really good. That made them look bad. Listen, don't, don't you know you, yeah, all this, this comment about a lot, a lot of pundits were saying, yeah, West Ham weren't great. And, but listen, don't, uh, don't, don't forget, we were very, very good. We were very, very good. West Ham had three shots all game, and they were all outside the area. Yeah. All outside yeah, the exactly. area. They had, they had one on target. We, we had 17 shots. Mm-hmm. Absolutely for, for an away performance, it was 50-50 possession-wise, but we had 17 shots. It shows you how efficient we were. You know, it was just, it was, it was your ideal away performance, and all that was missing was probably another two or three goals, and that's, that, and that's being harsh, because Fabianski had a good game, made some good saves, did a couple of chances we, we, we didn't do the best with. 
Um, but you know we, we've got to take our hat off as a defensive unit mm. again to the likes of Zuma. Another good game. Obviously got a goal. Michael Keane looks strong again, doesn't he? We've mentioned already. Carmen Lucadine. If he's a gay, fantastic. Listen, we seem to be clicking all over the park at the moment. And it's yeah, and if you're going to be a little bit picky, did Calvert Lewin show his um, his naivety a little bit in, in that game? With it being an away performance, did he have two or three chances? Yeah, they should have stuck away or laid off. He had he had a lot of chances. I think he had about six six shots in the game. Calvert Lewin. It showed maybe his lack of finishing progress is what I would say because I thought his movement was pretty good all game. I thought he worked there yard. He got us some, some to some really good positions, and all that was lacking from his performance was a goal. And yet there was a couple of times I thought mm, he snatched it down. He's taking it at too early, or he's wanted too much time. It's going to come. The, the progression of, of of the kid over the course of this this season and the last probably two months in particular has been been great. Because Silva looked frustrated. That that one. I like that. I like that. By the way. Yeah, he I like. He wanted yeah, yeah, yeah. third and fourth goal. But that one where we were two up, yeah. and he, he tried to bend it on his left foot, and we got a corner. Yeah, I think um, with about twenty five minutes to go, you yeah. could silver through a proper tantrum. Well, he did that down. several times. There's, there's a couple of times where he where we just made a poor final decision, or it was wasteful in front of the goal, and he, he's there on the touchline, you know, going berserk like as if it's like nil nil, and that's what he because he, he he knows third third goal is finished. Um, you know, they get a goal, suddenly the crowds into it, and suddenly we've got a Newcastle game on our hands, haven't we? Quite easily. But I think um, going back to your Calvert Lewin point, I think what I think Silver's stumbled upon um, the personnel now that really is giving the team balance. I think playing Bernard on the left, playing Calvert Lewin through the middle because it was a bit of him rotating with with, with Cenk, and then on the right, off Richarlison now coming on the right hand side and linking with Coleman. I think there's there's a real natural balance in that team now, isn't there? Because before that, if you think about it, he was chopping and changing. Sigerson yeah. was even out left at one point. They had different people. Walcott was on the right for a significant period. Then, you know, we had Luckman coming in. So it was just chopping and changing all the time. Now, there's a real balance to that team. And Bernard coming in off the left. And Richarlison linking up with Coleman on the right. And to be fair to Calvert Lewin, he didn't get the goal. You are right. And he, he does need to improve his finishing. But his general hold up play and runs off the ball, I thought were fantastic. Yeah, I think I think that the key word there is balance, isn't it? The, the balance of that. That's starting eleven, which is our best eleven for me. There's just yeah. no no argument there. What our best eleven is, and it shows in the game. It showed against Chelsea second half. It showed against West Ham. Each player knows the role. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. We, we've said we've said quite a few times about our left hand side now being a bit more akin to a Baines Pienaar with Luca Dean and Bernard. Richardson and Coleman are just as good on that right hand side. They've got this relationship now where both understand what they're doing. You've got Calvert Lewin who's playing central. He's learning all the time. Everyone's doing the job, and it, it's great to see. You know, you, you've got the, the bench is pretty strong. We, we we need obviously a bit more strength and depth there, but you know, hopefully this well this summer the the job of Marcel Brands is to bring in players along with Silver who are going to fit into to that system and that and that style of play. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Going back, you mentioned Keane there. Um, he was a. Uh, actually linked with wasn't he linked with Spurs and Spurs, Spurs and Arsenal a bit, bit of a battle 50, 50, 50 million, 50 million yeah. there uh, obviously it's just conjecture at the minute but that's smile on your face Luke I'm about to ask a question would, would you would you sell him for 50 million yes yeah so you didn't hesitate there you see no. so would you then invest that money to get Zuma he would probably be about what 40 40 million no we get Zuma for 30 I think but no. Obviously, we know Chelsea's situation with this transfer ban. Would I invest money into getting Kurt Zuma if Keane went yes? 
Right, so you rate obviously Zuma as a better I think, player, I think he's yeah. our best centre half by yeah, yeah. by a, a country mile. So, so we're both giving him praise and rightly so because he's obviously turned the corner since you know uh, certainly since last season. But you're both saying let's sell him. So I'm not saying yeah. let's sell him. What what you the question was? Mm-hmm. If we offered 50 million pounds to sell him, I'd, I'd say yes. If they offered 25 to sell him, I'd say no. Right. Okay. The 50 million pounds is above and beyond what you could expect for someone of Michael Keane's caliber, and that's yeah. not slating him. He's not a 50 million pound centre back, is he? No, 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 it's just interesting to get your points on it because I, obviously I don't think it's going to happen at that amount. No, right? I don't know. No. But I just think it was interesting that, that that was obviously leading the press the other day. But no, going back to that, I think overall, if we're going to summarise the performance, it was unbelievable. You mentioned some of the stats there 17 shots to three, things like that. You know, we've, we've totally played them off the park. And you are right, Pete. I think if we're going to be super, super critical, we probably should have, you know, like, like Spurs did against mm-hmm. us, probably, you know, four or five. I think if we'd had a Harry Kane up front, dare I say, we might have probably put four or five in there. You and, know and, what I mean? and that's um, fair to say, you know, we know Calvert Lewin's learning, learning his, his role and uh, obviously how to be a, a number nine, if you like, but um, that will come with time. Yeah. But what, what, a, what, a, what a fantastic performance, and it was great to back up such a good win against Chelsea with a good, another good away performance. I mean, we do look a threat away from home, we really, we're set up. Isn't that though. five wins away from home this season, though? Well, it's a lot more than last season, that's all. Yeah, no, but I think that's that's a good sign, though, isn't it? Yeah, of course. Because, you know, if you know, we can sort a home form out, uh, we, we have improved since mm. the turn, turn of the year at home, but if we can sort that out as well, I think, you know, that that's. Normally, the hardest thing to do in the league is win away from home consistently, isn't it? That's, yeah. that, that gets you into the top five or six if you can do that. Yeah. Bit of stat trivia. I would pick those stats. Do like, you like a stat it. on the Unholy 20 podcast? Uh, this surprised me, actually, so I'd be interested in, uh, in your thoughts. Here you go. So, it's another one of these Socrates moments, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Out of the 20 teams in the Premier League, would Everton currently sit in the clean sheet table? Fourth. Lee? You already know that answer. But I don't. How quick you have the break right there? I'm, I'm, you were like Linford off the off the off the track there. Uh, I reckon fifth. So fourth is Spurs with eleven. Joint um, fifth is Palace and Everton with ten. Right. Which right. I can't believe. I can't believe how we've got one clean sheet less than Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah, considering that stick that defence has had this season. But I think it? I think the thing is when when we have conceded, we've conceded a few, haven't we? That we. we we don't particularly concede one. We concede we conceded sort of two or three along the way. Look at the Tottenham game, the Newcastle game. Well, Tottenham's the only game know. where we've been battered this season, isn't it? It is, but we but we, we haven't we haven't capitulated. Oh, we've capitulated. We haven't got hammered, have we? Yeah, yeah. but we we have conceded. Obviously, our, our defensive record compared to last season is much better. Um, our goal scored is much better. So when you compare it to that, you've got to, you've got to put a bit of praise on still. I mean, we were like a few what a few months ago with this zonal marking situation, mm-hmm. but we all said this is how we wanted to play. So it's going to take time to, to sink in and get it right, and obviously now people are, yeah. and players are understanding. Well, well on that on that moving to sort of the next section on on, on silver and brands, and I, I I actually think you sent the article around actually in the WhatsApp group this week, Pete, didn't you, about the Telegraph article that came out on silver, and um, I think that was for me anyway. It was a really really fantastic article to read as a fan, and I think a lot of fans reading that will will see a different side to him. I'm glad the club have released that, and they probably arguably should have released that a bit sooner, really, maybe even a couple of months ago, um, when he was coming under a bit. I suppose it's nice to release it now, and now we're obviously turning the corner a little yeah, bit. Of but, but for me, it kind of humanised him as a person. It kind of shows you, in a nutshell, there what he's trying to do at the club. You know, the hours he's putting in, the the players are all talking about him and how much they love working with him. Big contrast to our uh, previous regime. Oh, 100%. I mean, which, if you believe which, the story's there. So we're talking directly Allardyce. Well, he was never at the training ground, apparently, mm. was he? Well, Koeman, 
see the other one with Kuma was he wasn't particularly a, a man manager very much his brother right did a lot of the work on the team down the players would go to him um, Kuma was one of them he, you know we spent a lot of time in the office of Finch Farm and I don't think he was particularly approachable if I'm being honest with you from, from what you hear even obviously Allardyce he was off playing golf and eating pies in Spain and he, he left Sammy Lee there many times on his own um, yeah, yeah, you know, so, so yeah. again yeah. similar situation uh, but I've still got more respect for Raul Koeman's left toe than I have for Sam Allardyce's whole body to be perfectly honest but um, yeah it's, it's, a, it's a massive massive shift isn't it because Martinez was very much a, a man of the, the players wasn't he uh, very approachable very, you know, he was obviously very, very positive, overly positive at times. But I think Silver's got the right, the right balance there. All the players speak very highly of him, like you said, and he, he's one of the reasons why certain players have come to the club. Andre Gomez speaks very highly of him. He said he had yeah. a conversation yeah. before even signing with with Silver, and he was a massive um, factor. Well, they've all said in that incidentally, haven't they? Because yeah. Brands, in yeah, Brands' bit, as well. Brand, mm-hmm. Brands came out and said that you know I'll take the negotiation up to a certain point, yeah. and I'll will then decide when to drop the manager in. And obviously, what helps is obviously you can speak Portuguese and that to be able to yeah. speak to to Gomez, speak to the likes of Richarlison and Bernard and people, and even Mino as well. Because so I think that helps when you're bringing him in. You can you know paint the picture of what he's trying to achieve yeah. at the club. Um, well, before Gomez signed, he, he said um, everybody knows what Marco Silva's about and what Marco Silva teams are about, and I thought that was a really interesting comment because right. in the Premier League in the in England, Marco Silva was seen as this. Nobody, and you yeah. remember uh, Paul Merson and the Sky Sports News pundits yeah, yeah. going ballistic when he got that yeah. whole job. Job. Who is he? What right has he got to come in and have this job? But yeah. outside of the UK, he's, he's obviously got a huge reputation. He's so, very well thought of in Portugal, especially. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think sometimes in this country, when you listen to the likes of, of Paul Merson and, and people like that, they think that sort of the book stops with them and they, they know everything. And you see, they were, they were disgusted when Silver got the uh, the whole job, wasn't it? Obviously, with the position that they were in. But You've got to listen to people that, he, that he's, he, he's worked with over the years and he's got such a great reputation for being someone yeah, who's yeah, yeah. always at the training ground early. He's shown it in that interview in the Telegraph again. He's there at 7 o'clock. He's analysing the, the players' sleep patterns and so if someone has a poor, poor sleep the night before, he knows exactly who he's got to speak to when they come in that day. You know, he's there from early. We know the Premier League, that's the difference between winning and losing the game, yeah, isn't it? You yeah, know, it is. At the top level it is. At the top level it is. Of course, level of course it is. Yeah. And it's, it's, great, it's great to see that he is so committed to the job. He's put a lot of work in. You know, we're, we're all, all big advocates of Marco Silva and we, you know, we're, we were really behind giving him a chance and he's going to get that chance. He's starting for me. I'm, I'm happy for him because what that work now he's putting in is clearly paying off. Mm. You know, the, the team is starting to... As, as we all said, the keyword there, identity. And, um, you know, the other side of it as well, going back, you know, the, the relationship there with Brands, because obviously he's come out and spoken this week as well, yeah. and there's clearly a relationship there, isn't there? And, you know, if you look at, the, again, the previous regime when we were trying to bring Walsh in, you should never have been a director of football. But we've brought, there's clearly a balance between the two. There's a mutual respect. Uh, I think Brands obviously rates him as a coach as well. And then at the same time, you know, when this, well, they were talking about transfer targets, weren't they? They were saying, look, you know, we're not signing unless we're both in, both in agreement on it. And, and that's great, isn't it? Because, you know, he, he said something along the lines of, Marco Silva could really like a player, but if I know his attitude's poor, he doesn't come to the club, he doesn't fit in with the Everton ethos, so to speak. Yeah. doesn't come in, and, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. If Marco Silva knows something about a player which he doesn't, which is negative, but I think he, he'd fit in. He doesn't sign. We've got to both agree. Well, Moyes was like that. Wasn't he? The character of the player was a yeah. massive thing for Moyes, wasn't it? it apparently, it's huge. Yeah. But they both said they've got an office opposite each other in Finch Farm. They're in constant contact. 
Um, the, the, the interesting thing with, with Marcel Brands for me is he, he discussed this week at, uh, about when he was at PSV, you know, he was there for eight years, Cocky was there all that time. Mm-hmm. You know, stability, as we've said for weeks and weeks and weeks, stability is the key in yeah. any football club to get any kind of success. So Everton don't want to be sacking managers. You know, we, we went through Martinez, Koeman, Allardyce, Unsworth was in there a couple of times in between. In, you know, in, in sort of three or four years, if you like, there was massive, massive change. And he said, you know, for, for our club, that's no good. We've got to stick by the manager. We've got to, you know, get the wheels in motion to, to get uh, the club and the project off the ground and working in the right direction. And that's exactly what the two of them want to do. And, and, and they do it together. They have a good relationship. And some managers can't work that way, can they, with that, that yeah, football? Yeah, yeah. Maybe you can't do it, doesn't like it. That's but an ego, that though. It is an ego yeah. thing, but, the, but these two work, work really, really well together, and we are starting to see the rewards for that. We've got a plan going into the transfer window. The, Marcel Brands has said, We know who we're after. That's been decided basically from when the window closed going back to Which is how it should be. Of course. That's how you should do If we can make those signings early, by the way, mm-hmm. and we know we've craved that. We've been probably hamstrung by that recently, by not being yeah. able to offer the be- better wages. Yeah. We've normally had to wait for it to go down to literally the last moment of the window in yeah. order to get these players because they've explored every other, other bloody angle. So if we can sign those players mm. early doors, you know, having, having that full pre-season works wonders, wouldn't it? Imagine how good Bernard and Gomez and, and Dean are going to... I mean, Dean's already on a ridiculous level anyway, but imagine they're going to be 10 times better next season. Mm. But you're just talking about stability there. Mike and I agree 110% but I think as well both Brands and Silver winners mm. you know yes they've not worked in England before but they've both come, where they've come from yeah they've won trophies yeah, yeah they've been successful and I think they bring that winning mentality and I think that's what Everton are ready for now what we need it's no longer about managing games or being plucky or seeing what we can achieve it's about going out and trying to win something it is but it's, it's about winning the right way isn't it because it's not about throwing 50-60 million pounds at five players to try and get them in Brand said again, this club and how a club should run is getting players through from the academy, giving them a pathway to, to come through to the first team, not just not just the players, the staff as well. The staff in the academy give them a, a route way to, to progress their career. It's totally right, you know. Uh, again, go, going back to PSV, you know, they seem to hire people who play for the club yeah. as managers, yeah. as, as coaches. We're a little it's bit. It's all Bergkamp, and he's gone back to yeah, Holland, yeah. hasn't he? Back to Ajax. Yeah. yeah. And, it, it's 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 great to see, and it makes perfect sense because people who worked at the club for years previously understand the club. I'd like to Duncan Ferguson has been there for many years, and he gets a lot, a lot of stick, big Duncan, in regards to the fact you know what does he actually do? You know, that's a weak argument for me. It is, it is. You know, it's easy to make him a scapegoat for the failures of loads. Yeah, of you know, but he managers. understands the club. David yeah. Unsworth understands the club. Look at him in the twenty threes on yeah. for the title again. Yeah. The reason they're on for the title again is because of stability with that particular setup. Yeah. Unsworth's been there for, for quite a few years now, with some of the same players, but players we brought in, yeah. we develop, and he gets away in a career out of football. And the manager and the coach really, really well. It's people. Ebrel's there as well, isn't yeah. it? I mean, I mean, yeah. for, for, look, if Fergie was absolutely dire what he did, he wouldn't be there, would he? No. You know, they've, they've had enough managers coming in now, even though I'm not saying they've all been successful, but you know, they would have literally said, "Look, this guy hasn't got it." So I think you are right. I think it is important to have players linked to the club, to, just to show, that, particularly the young players, what it means to play for the mm-hmm. club. Unsworth is is the perfect example for that. You can see it. In, you know, even when he briefly took over the first team, his press conferences were very much about that, wasn't it? What it means to play for this club, mm-hmm. uh, and you can see him saying that to all the kids, on, probably on a regular basis. But yeah, the Brands one is an interesting one, really, because 
we were discussing it uh, off, off the record there, weren't we, about um, he's got a bit of an aura about him, hasn't he? He has got that little bit of... I don't know whether that's the, the confidence of someone who's done a job for a very long time, right? You were looking in his stats up before, wasn't he? He's been a director of football for, what, nearly 15 years or something? Yeah, so for, I think he started in 98. Uh, yeah. so, so we finished playing yeah. um, for four different clubs. Um, so it was a lower league Dutch club, then went to Alkmaar, yeah. um, obviously PSV, Everton. So yeah. the, the man knows what, knows what he's doing, I think. But he's come in with that, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, that that over is success. Of course. Uh, I was about to say, he's come in, he's come in with yeah. I mean. It, Obviously, look, people put the gifts up and things out of him walking down. But he comes in with a guy that firmly believes he knows what he's doing. Mm. I am good at what I do. And but he's come in with that aura and, he, and, it, and it reflects. But what, what, you know what it brings you know, more than anything else, which is what we need as fans, is a trust. Yeah. You trust him to do that job. Steve Walsh was brought in on the back of Leicester winning the league, wasn't he? Yeah, let's, yeah. Let's, let's be honest. Steve Walsh came in and... There wasn't much due diligence done there, was there? No, no, he came in, he was, was he ex-school TTA, what, knocked down with a briefcase. Yeah, and what was he known for? The man that discovered Mahrez, Vardy and Kante. Yeah, yeah. And that he, was did, he, bring, he did bring his garner then, let's give him a bit of credit. No, I'm, I'm not, I'm not totally slating him, but he's, he's a scout, he was a scout, that, yeah, that was yeah, his job. Yeah, yeah. And Marcel Brands even said, he said, the previous fella, I'm not whether he used that, that, those exact words, but the previous, the previous <laughs> in, 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 in Dutch, whatever fella is in Dutch. How do you say it in Dutch, right? Yeah, yeah. You're in Dutch accent, I think, but it's right. <laughs> but he said, didn't he, the, 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 the man who did the job previously did not particularly get involved with transfers. Now, he was a director of football. I remember that famous footage of him like having over in Italy with his briefcase. He looked like, he looked like that extra out of the uh, Animal Letter, didn't he? Walking yeah. out with his sunglasses on, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Was there, there was a daft start at that time, something like he held conversations in Milan with about 11 players. Yeah, yeah. That, that yeah. summer. It was like a big list of players yeah. from like Inter, AC. You imagine, him, imagine, imagine him meeting him with Maldini and all that, you know what I mean, over a little espresso. You just, you just can't you know imagine, can you? But you can see, you can see how, we've, how we've moved on there from me from. It was just a title for him, wasn't it? It was just yeah. to say, we've got a director of football. Wasn't it? That's all that that was for me. Um, we moved on from an amateur setup to a professional setup. Marcel Brands is trusted not only by ourselves as fans, and we know very, very little, let's, let's be perfectly honest, from, from the outside. He's quite clearly trusted by everyone around him in the club to do his job, isn't he? He's hands on yeah. with the first team, with the academy players. With the well, staff. He's revamped the scout scouting network as well, and it's one of the first yeah. things he's done. He's got hold of that, and he's literally said, "Right, we need." I think got an extra couple of players over in South America, a couple of scouts sorry, over in South America. But, but, but he attended himself, was it? The Went to Chile, yeah, yeah, in the twenties, yeah. yeah. He was there, obviously trying to pick out. Young, I mean, I've always said, uh, you know, over the years, you know, there's some absolute gems you can mm-hmm. put, bring over from 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 South America, isn't there? I mean, yeah. I mean, with Charleston, case in point, isn't he? I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, if you can find the right players coming through there. It's weirdly over the years. It's like the Italian and the Spanish clubs that have picked off the best yeah. RGs and the best Brazilians, isn't it? Well, but, easy to get work permits. Yeah, it's a lot easier, obviously. Yeah, and it does help probably with language and and, and culture and, mm-hmm. and weather and stuff. But I think there are some some absolute gems out there, and I'm glad he is out you know out there scouting more players. But look, it, look, it's, it's it's great to be positive, isn't it? We've mm-hmm. we're coming up. You know, we've had a, we've had a good a good few results. The team's brimming with confidence going into the game at the weekend against Arsenal. Um, so you know that that probably neatly flows into what what, what we think that's going to go like. What, what what's our thoughts, boys? I'm I'm looking forward to the game. You know, we you come away from a, a great win against Chelsea, uh, the, the best performance of the season against West Ham. We're back at home. The sirens are back. We're all going to be up against an Arsenal side. Yeah, who are in good form. You know, they're in the top four. For me, they've got an absolutely horrific defence. I don't care what anyone says. 
the defence, the back three that played against uh, Newcastle the other day. It's 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 terrible. Well, you like Mustafi. <laughs> Welcome, <Cup winner. laughs> Well, Cup winner. Yeah. 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 But Jimmy, who do you hate more? Who do you hate more, Mustafi or Mina? Um, I'll go Mustafi because he's not not our player to be honest. <laughs> but he once was. But no, you know the back three they had against Newcastle. Socrates, Monreal and Mustafi Awful. it's a poor back three can't believe Monreal's in the back three no I can't believe he's, he's still playing at all he, he must be about 57 now Monreal but I just don't we've, we've got to get at them haven't we? we we can't afford to, to go into the game they are playing games. well though don't forget no, they are, they've gone under the radar well, a bit I think Arsenal recently I, I rate yeah. Arsenal higher than I rate Chelsea because I think as an attacking force Aubameyang very very good Lacazette very very good Ayers has found a bit of form again yeah. Ramsey's always a threat against us yeah. you know we've always got that bit of pace I think that they are a threat going forward where they let themselves down Arsenal is this this back three this defence they're arguably more organised now obviously with uh, with Emery in charge I think he's a fantastic coach yeah, I, I, I think he'll, they'll sort that defence out next season the lad he brought 16th, in 16th they the, are joint 16th in the clean uh, clean sheet league is, is that right Pete? yeah only 7 well it's the CD. knowledge yeah who's the little guy that, uh, the Uruguayan they've brought in in, in the holding midfield well, he's been fantastic Torreira. yeah he's been you see look that was an Emre signing he's mm-hmm. brought him in he's been a fantastic player for them yeah but I, I think I think you are right with Arsenal I think they have gone a little bit under the radar I think Emery is, is a fantastic coach and I think he will address that but I do think this is a great chance their, their away form isn't as good nowhere near as good as their home form is it no and um, if you look at the game when we went over there I think it was like the 5th or 6th game in the season doors, right? yeah. yeah and and we played really well didn't we, we did. I mean it, the difference arguably between the two sides was two two class centre forwards wasn't it and Lacazette's goal was outstanding wasn't it he bent it in the far corner but mm. that's what we couldn't do so we had 3 or 4 chances there where we should have been at least 2-0 up shouldn't we and I think we can create those sort of problems for them. I think you are right. I think we can get back out of that back uh, back three there. Um, we just got to make sure we take those chances. Cause I don't think we'll keep a clean sheet against them. I think they've they've got so much threat going forward. I think we'll do well to keep a clean sheet. They offer more than Chelsea for me. Yeah, they, um, I, I agree with that. I really do. But we, the way we approached the Chelsea game first half, we were looking to go in at nil nil. We should probably should have been maybe two or three down at half time. It wasn't for sort of pick for them mm-hmm. the post. We would have been. Um, we've got to we've got to attack that game as we started the second half against Chelsea. Don't show them as much respect as we showed Chelsea, and, and get at them. You know the, the aggression we showed against West Ham. Yet they're a better side than West Ham, but do it do it to, to these better sides. You know we, we can do it. We showed it against Chelsea. Don't be frightened of of you know putting yourself about and ju- just put the effort in. And for me, you know I fully expect us to come away with a positive result. To be honest, Pete, what's your thoughts on Arsenal? Do you think do you think we can get them? I think it's going to be a real test. I mean, we were saying before, it's really started to click for us now. Um, but Arsenal just always seem to find a way to yeah. leave Goodison Park. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've, we've had a couple of good games against them, haven't we? When we had that game, when, was it when Lukaku got a couple, was it, against them at home? The 3 0. Yeah. That was, that was, that was one, of, one of our. That was probably, we blitzed them that day. We yeah. needed to win that it was, as well, didn't it we? It was the best performance yeah. on the Martinez, probably, I, I remember. We were chasing uh, fourth. Yeah, we, we were fantastic. Put Lukaku on the right hand side, so Just he was 1 1 against Monreal. Look at that goal, mm. the, the goal when he, when he cut inside from the guy, didn't he? Yeah. And just pinged it in the bottom corner. You know, we destroyed him that day, didn't we? Them, we absolutely yeah. destroyed him. I think, look, I think. It'll be an interesting game. I think both teams in form. All, all three of us are going to be there, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, got a mate coming who's a gooner. That's going to be interesting. He's going to be sitting in the away end. I hope he's got his shirt on. <laughs> but um, no, but we'll, we'll look. Let's see how it pans out. But I do think uh, 
they have gone under the radar a bit. They are, you know, I think they've unbeaten in ten games or something, aren't they? Some ridiculous. Well, they, I mean, the last five games they've won four, zero, and one. The one they drew against Tottenham should have won. Mr. Penn plays yeah. on, didn't they? Yeah. Played played really well that game. But they've been um, United in that run as well, haven't they? United, and they Newcastle, beat City. Did they beat City. United, Newcastle, Bournemouth, and Southampton have been right. the wins. But doesn't matter. Listen, getting anywhere in the Premier League is is, is a real positive. Beating United is a bit of a monkey off the back, isn't it? So yeah. just beat the well, they won that game quite comfortable. They played really well. They played well that day. But, yeah. you know, yeah, they are a good side. But when the likes of when they when they come to to Goodison and Chelsea, I don't rate those two teams as high as they rate these City Liverpools. Um, I, I just don't. I don't rate them as highly. I don't think that they're anywhere near the, the top two level this season. Um, but we just got, we just need to go in there and, and take that form from from. I think if we start season. quickly, I and mean, that's the key for us. I think you know you've been to every home game, Pete, this season. I think um, if there has been a little bit of a criticism, we have probably started too slow in some games, haven't we? Um, yeah, you take most of the games we played this season. Yeah, Ever, exactly. Everton's second half of football is completely different from the Everton. Yeah, we've never really out. put. I mean, together two consecutive yeah. class after football, have we? Except for probably West Ham. Yeah. West Ham was, was, was maybe Burnley, first. maybe Burnley, possibly. But you see the Burnley game. It was game over, game over half time. It was, but the Burnley yeah. game was one of those. It was a real strange game where I don't think we played particularly well. I just think they were that poor to be perfectly Yeah, we've them though. We, we 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 were you know prolific in in, yeah. in our scoring, but the West Ham game. We would just go throughout. You know, it could yeah. have been five, six, whatever yeah. it was. Um, but I think if we start quickly and we get at them and we, we start on the front foot, what we can't afford is let them get into a rhythm because mm-hmm. the way they pass it, you know, even the Arsenal team under Wenger, I think they've carried that that trait on them. They yeah. pass the ball quickly. They're quite sharp. Um, but I think their biggest weakness is what we should be going after, and that's going going after them on the front foot. Yeah. You know, um, I, I can't see him changing that team whatsoever. I think he'll start with the same team. Uh, unless there's any injuries, minute. yeah, best eleven uh, certainly at the minute. Um, and I can see is if we if we can got them from the first whistle, maybe try and get that first goal. And let's see let's see what they're made of after that. Um, but it should be a really interesting game. Both teams in form. Will be interesting if he keeps the same team because what a lot of teams do against Arsenal is they match the the back three, don't they, to try and have um, sort of the wing backs yeah. equal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if we start with the back four. We go with that sort of four-two-three-one. Yeah, that will make it interesting. I, I think well, because they have that class in act on the on the left, and he's got about five or six assists this season. Yeah. Who's the other guy? Who's the other guy they got on the right? Who's the other right right wing back? Who's, who's he got on the right? Do you know? Oh, Maitland Niles, isn't he? Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's yeah. a good kid. He's a good yeah, kid. You know, he's, yeah. he's he's coming on. Well, that for me could be their undoing. Playing three at the back against us with our wingers. Yeah, that that could be their Pace. undoing for me. Well, it's got to yeah. be, isn't it? Yeah, that, that, that's that's where the game could be won, won and lost. Um, but it's potentially maybe you blinks first on the day, to be honest. I do like that Gwendozy. He's got great hair, yeah. he's got cracking hair, that fella. I tell you what, if, if ever you're feeling a little bit sad and you need cheering up, <laughs> listen to Mick McCarthy trying to say Gwendozy. Oh, <laughs> You'll have no problems. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think it back to one of the first games this season, and I remember listening to him, and I thought, what are you doing about here? And it was, yeah, it was this, this uh, Gwendozy. <laughs> yeah, that big thick Yorkshire accent. Um, that's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, but no, he's 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 a, he's a really good. good I think he's good as David Plates. Who was it? Uruguay or something like that, isn't it? <laughs> or, or or Ratcliffe's uh, Jokey. Another, another good one, buddy. Kev the Rat. We could have a section on this. Yeah, we could. We could. Next week. Next week. Mm. Next week. special. Uh, no, but anyway, what, what's your thoughts on predictions, then, lads? I mean, uh, I got the last one right. Uh, we, did, we were listening back to this pre-show, mm. and you said two one the same as me. 
No, I definitely said 2-0. Well, you didn't. I'm sure I said 2-0. I'm rewind at this point. I'm proud that you said 2-1. I'm sure I said 2-0. You didn't. Get over it move on. Right, OK. <laughs> we know Pete said 4 or 5 nil. We know that. I said 2-1. Have we got this league? Have you should be, that's your job, that. You're on the league. Yeah, I'm, right on, I'm, I'm on four points from all games. Oh, well, I want to um, see that. I want to see that. But no. What, what's going on, Mike? Give us your thoughts, predictions. Um. I think it's going to be a real tight game. <laughs> Lee. <laughs> I think we're going to nick it 1 0. And goal scorer. I think it's going to be that. All right, that. I do, yeah. I do. I think it's going to be 1 0. Uh, and goal scorer is going to be Bernard again. Oh. I think Bernard, he, he looks. The little magician. He looks the part. Peter? I think it's going to be a thriller. I think it's going to be a thriller as well. Another four or five. Yeah. Is it, I'll go big again, but not that big. <laughs> I'm saying 2 2. Oh, oh that's 2 2. 2 2. That was my prediction, actually. Yeah. I think it'll be. Do you know what we score is? Oh, sorry, Pete. Yeah, go on. Sorry, Pete. He's, yeah. he's just dying to get dying in. Dying to get, get in. He's dying to get in. So for the Blues, Gilfie Sigurdsson and uh, Calvert Lewin. And I think for um, for the Gooners, Obama Yang and uh, Ramsey. No, I, I think again it'll be a, a good game. I think there'll be I think there'll be a lot of goals in it. Um I'm avoiding every single word other than tight here. But I, I, I genuinely think I think we might nick it three two. I think it'll be a classic. Three two. I think it'll be a classic. And I think um goal scorers, um I think Richarlison will score. He's unlucky not to get his third goal in the role against West Ham there. Um I think Sigurdsson will score, rebound off a pen. And I think, um, <laughs> and I think um, he's not on pens anymore. No, <laughs> yeah, well, that's not. And I think, um, yeah, I think Bernard might nick another one as well. He's showing real signs of. Uh, uh, and I, I love that goal, by the way. I hope we can score more goals like that because you know, getting in behind there, simple tappings. I mean, that's Man City over and over, isn't it? Uh, for them, yeah, Ramsey, no doubt about it. Get your money on that. It's going to happen. He's probably odds on. Um, odds on to score, but um, and I think also Lacazette as well. I really rate him. I'd love him in our team. I think I think he'll uh, I think he'll score as well. But I think we'll nick it three two with a last minute so winner. An incredibly specific uh, score prediction there from Lee. Yeah, and if he's <laughs> if he's right, as opposed to your two yeah, two, he'll be doing the lottery numbers next week. Yeah, and if anyone <laughs> wants a tip for the national, that's Mike. Go on, Mike. What is your tip for the national? So um, best race a best race um, in the world. I go for old rug. He's trying to think of it. Never be He's your tip, Pete. Come on. Would you want a real horse or a joke horse? No, he's, I want to study the racing post then. Go on. Oh, Use your nap for tomorrow. It's going to be Tiger Roll. Oh, he's gone for the only one he knows. Boring. It's hey. going to be the favourite. Well done here, false and blue. One for the Everton fans there. One for the blue. False and blue. False and blue. He's about 50, 50 to 1. Definitely worth 50 pence each way. Get that on Betfair. Where's Stan when you're eating there? He's doing a national on Saturday. And he's uh, in a pristic by Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but genuinely, look, I think, look, uh, thanks again for listening. Um, it's been great. We're looking to get, I mean, Mike, you put a tweet out, didn't we, too? We've got a couple of guests lined up over the next couple of weeks, haven't we? Some guys that we've uh, yeah, been speaking we'll, to. So, yeah. um, DM us, get in touch. Um, last six games of the season, we're going to try and get a few people on before the end. And then, obviously, we'll have more people going, going into the transfer window and stuff. But... Just the Emmas, if you want to uh, come on, have a chat. Yeah, Pete, Pete's now from Sri Lanka. He's coming over. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Special guest. So, um, yeah, 100%. Give, give, give us a shout. Um, we'll, be back. Us. And we'll be back next week, hopefully discussing an absolute classic, 3-2 classic um, against Arsenal on Sunday. 
when we're looking forward to the sort of Fulham game, Craven Cottage, uh, for the last time for a good few years because I got thrown back down to the Championship again. Um, so we'll catch up with you with you next week. Thanks for listening. Stay in touch. Sports Social Podcast Network.